Hey everybody, hope you've had a great week in gaming. Uh, welcome to the Broken Campfire Podcast. I'm your host, Andy. I'm joined by my two very favorite co-hosts, John and Flask. Hello. AKA the two that matter. The two that matter. The only two that matter on this podcast where sometimes you have more two. people on, but they don't matter. So don't don't listen to an episode that has more than just the three of us. Well, you said the only two that matter. Two co-hosts that matter. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just anything that encompasses the word host. Well, you know what doesn't encompass the word host? What's that? Uh, Twitch, where you can see our live streams, twitch.tv slash broken campfire. YouTube doesn't have the word host either, where you can catch those live streams cut up into bite-sized pieces. YouTube.com slash broken campfire. And a couple other things. letters around. Right. You can't move the letter, letters around Twitter to make hosts, though. Uh, well, Twitter.com slash Broken Campfire. Or actually, I don't think that's the way it worked, but our tag is at Broken Campfire. And uh, another word that can't be bent or conjoined into hosts in any way is brokencampfire.gmail.com, which I is our primary you email. You just, like, like, grab one of the little letters and kind of, like, you know, molded it. I'm having a hard time following. I'm going to need one of the listeners to send in an email like to a, me or something with like a picture diagram of this. Think of like a G, like a capital G. You could grab like the straight part and kind of you pull it out. Right. And then you connect it. You connect it to the other flat part, but then you have that turned up. It's basically, you know. I'm starting to follow. And you know what, Flats? Just cut the last two or three minutes because I was wrong the whole time. I thought you were going to say, and you can follow us at Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been good, but I already said Twitter. Right. Um, I was going to say, you can rearrange the letters in the word host to make the word shot. And this is our 127th shot at gaining listeners. And it's another failure right away. We all, we don't know that. We don't know that. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Uh, what? What do they always say in business? Uh, past success doesn't indicate future success, something like that. Past okay. performance isn't future profit. God, what's the word? There's some buzzword they like to say in corporate culture. Um, but that's not what we're about today. We're about video games today. The very yeah. opposite of corporate culture. And we're going to start <laughs> off it's with... Not a, <laughs> it's not true at all. We're going to start off with a little bit of little old me. Where the only thing I've done in the last week is play more of Red Dead Online. The only game I've yeah, talked about in the out. last like three pods. And how it's have an you obsession. been enjoying it? Uh, I've been really enjoying it. Still having a great time. It's it's hitting me in the space, especially now where like I feel like if I didn't have the buds scheming and doing stuff, I would have hit my wall of fun. But because we are cajoling about scheming and hustling as a crew still getting quite a bit of enjoyment out of it. Um, right. I'll go right back to what I said in the very first pod. It's the experience that you wanted when you heard that Red Dead was going to have an online mode. And mm-hmm. assuming that you didn't know better, like we knew the whole time, that Rockstar was going to fuck it. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's critical that you guys get to be a group of rascals together. Uh, yeah. In, you know, in in turn, sort of like uh dealing with other people as either angels or devils you know you, you get to and, do in an environment that's persistent together. and matters right. in the you sense that like 
the stuff I did yesterday may affect me today or other people today. You know what I mean? Right. But honestly, the I don't want to. Nineties. I don't want to wax on too much about it because I've already talked about it for a couple of pods, and I I have no idea what you pin your hat on as a listener. Um, if you hat. are, yeah, your cowboy hat. If you have Red Dead Redemption Two, and you were likewise disappointed by the online offering, I think you should do yourself a favor and at least dive, maybe with a few friends, dive into some Red M server, and see. If that gets you going. Yeah, even just as an observer yeah, yeah, outside who doesn't particularly, like, I don't personally want to get into it. Uh, it still looks like great fun. And uh, definitely with friends, it's seems like a, apparently it's extremely <laughs> obsessive because uh, you guys are just like all in, which is it's fun to see. There's a lot of stuff going on, dude. Yeah. Everybody's got their own little niche. John, I don't know. You, you've been playing it just about as much as me. Do you have any anything to add? Any thoughts? Um, no, not really. I mean, I've I've talked about Red Dead Online probably more than anybody. So I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's it's definitely, um, I guess, yeah, the direction that I wanted the game to go in if Rockstar were to have uh, keep keep working on it, right? Um. And yeah, I mean, I, I can't agree your, your your mileage may vary depending on what server you join. And yeah, if you do have, not to say that if you don't have friends, you're not going to have a good time. Um, but I think it is a little bit easier to get into something like that when you have at least a person or two to kind of rely on or, or to have your back. Yeah, um, it's easier to plan stuff. Like yesterday, we sold, or Vito has been a rancher, and he's been growing these bowls for a while. Um, and he's got him to full health. So yesterday we did a big cattle run all the way across the map. Some mixed results, but mm -hmm. Vito definitely would not, would not have been able to do that, specifically that, by himself. Yeah, the latest arcs I've been enjoying, latest character arcs, are Vito as the uh, paranoid rancher wary of uh, cattle rustlers, and uh, Knoxville just deciding to be a gremlin of some sort just <laughs> writhing on the ground dancing he's in the a rain. water boy he's a yeah, water boy collecting water correct and that's all he should be fucking doing <laughs> if you if you see him acting out you got to tell me yeah no, I, I don't have too much uh, yeah i don't have much more to say about it than uh yeah, i'm still enjoying it i guess i'll mention well maybe i would I'll just say that um, I don't want to be too specific again so as not to reveal the server. But one cool thing about this is that it is an active development. So sometimes new features get dropped. Um, we've had the experience of being on the ground floor of a, a big feature that got dropped. And that was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, just being in that world when something new and major was added to it. And then taking part in that new system. Learning with everybody. That was, that was a good time. You have to be uh you have to stay in the server long enough to have new updates made specifically to counter things that you yourselves have done. <laughs> you need to be the yep. cause that of, is the dream. of new developments. Yesterday when I was walking in town flask, I was walking around and a lawman came up to me, and I always wear a golden mask. The lawman came up to me and he said, 
do you have a mask permit? And I started saying, well, no, but I have an application. And he like cut me off before I could even finish. And he said, oh, it's you. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if if uh, anybody asks you about your mask permit, just say you're cool. Just tell them your name. I was like, oh, okay. Thanks. The laws are changing around here. And it's like the fact that I'm getting recognized like that. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? On many different levels. I don't know. But for Feels now. Your little I'm demon enjoying. heart with joy. Something like that. But that's. I almost said the server. That's the red M. That's. Uh, cut that out. Cut that out. Yeah. Cut out that <laughs> I'll scrub flood. the whole nine minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah in fact, just, just restart the episode. That's uh, Red M, that's Red Dead Redemption 2, and that's my round table. I think eventually the addiction will break and I might entertain other projects again. But for now, it's pretty much consuming all my gaming time. Mm-hmm. What about you, Flask? I know you have some stuff to talk about. Well, my gaming time has been consumed by... Um, well, first, I, uh, I finally gave a couple other roguelites or roguelikes a, a, a real shot recently um i tried monster train uh or like i i have tried them but i've touched them but i mm-hmm. like i actually gave it a proper run um i didn't really uh i wasn't really feeling monster train too much i didn't gel really? with its mechanics so much um but th- so i yeah i probably won't be playing that much but i did I, also tried yeah i also had that experience with monster train um okay and and i took it at the time as like no fall at all against monster train i just wasn't in the mood for that kind of game right now because i thought it was a really cool game that had cool systems and i could definitely see the appeal but oh yeah um, you I I could definitely see getting deep quick. into it yeah i think behind play yeah, the spire that's usually like the big one people recommend if you're if you're trying to find like a card game definitely mm-hmm. but there was something more there was something about the immediacy of slay the spire that appealed to me more Right. Um, monster train has like the levels and the the mm-hmm. you know the um you're putting the characters and whatever different um, lanes and, and whatnot lanes exactly yes um so it didn't really i didn't really gel with it as much but i did also try uh dicey dungeons i gave that a proper go as well uh and that i've really been getting into actually uh i've been enjoying that extensively dicey dungeons um how much john how i don't know andy if you've actually played it john how much have you played of that um i don't know exactly what what like um accomplishments i've done in the game but i've got about 10 hours in it i, I played okay i mean so I, yeah, I haven't beaten all the characters and unlocked it but i bought it when it came out or i don't know if it was an early whatever i bought it eventually when you know when it was out yeah i i played through a couple characters uh and yeah i dig this one i i, I definitely see you liking it. it seems like uh i mean i like the style of it too but i yeah i feel like the the writing and the characters would really uh rub you the right way right yeah there, i mean it's it's fun and and uh uh you know not particularly deep just kind of having fun with it you know yeah um but more than that to me the the appeal is uh i mean it's a fairly simple uh you know roguey dungeon crawler you got combat encounter encounters along the way uh and the combat focuses around dice rolls per rounds of combat of course dicey dungeons uh, and as John was saying, there's a number of characters and each has their own way of incorporating dice rolls into their gameplay. Uh, and then each of those characters also has a, uh, has a certain amount of runs to complete. 
per character where each run has a unique gimmick to it. So like aside from a run where uh, enemies might have more health or something, something generic like that, you might also have a run where uh, any duplicate dice you roll disappear. Uh, so you have to manage that carefully or like where you steal enemy equipment as you go. Um, so you're constantly replacing the equipment you're using. I liked that one. So there's some that are like a negative, some that are sort of a positive, some that just change the way you play. Uh, that mixes up how you how you play the game, which seems like it could be annoying to have to learn that new gimmick each time. But I actually uh, I enjoy that. I, I enjoy learning how to succeed with each new thing. And then by the time you manage to reach the end of that run, it's like you've been playing that way all along because you've found your rhythm. And you almost wish you could just keep playing that way. Uh, and then you move on to a new gimmick. Uh, and yeah, because it's so simple, it seems like it would make for a great on-the-go game. Uh, I don't know if it has a mobile version. Um, I tried, I actually tried, because I'm playing this on Game Pass. I tried installing the Game Pass version, but Game Pass on Android seems to have some problems. So I couldn't even get it installed. So I don't know what the deal with that is or if it even is supposed to work. Um, but yeah, it also saves constantly. So it's like, you can just drop it at any time, pick up and play really simple, uh, fun, but it can get a little dicey. <laughs> I didn't plan on saying that, but then I said it. Andy, did you ever touch this dicey dungeons? No, sorry. I was just trying to figure out what that joke was. I'm still, anyway, it doesn't matter, but no, you'll no, have to re-listen I, I, to the episode. Yeah. yeah. I'll catch it on the rewatch. No, um, certainly a game that's been in my periphery that I thought looks cool, but I have never played it. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. And it's on Game Pass. Same with uh, Monster Train. <laughs> and mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I also, I put hands on Atomic Heart, which also just came to Game Pass. Uh, John, I believe you've also touched this. Yeah, I was playing a little bit. I probably got two hours in it or so okay same about the same for me honestly probably would not have paid for this game with all the shit i had incidentally heard about it over the years and just i was not expecting anything from this game um <clears throat> i haven't played but it but my take from the popularity yeah. is that it's a cool game that has really shit writing and dialogue so yeah the content being presented is cool enough you got like the soviet uh robo utopia gone bad um mm -hmm. oh it's like basically trying to be fallout but it's not actually a post-apocalypse it's just shit going awry in this soviet utopia um but the presentation is is somewhat rough and yeah as a lot of people will tell you the writing is <laughs> questionable at best poor some might say uh, i'm not really getting much from it but it's i i don't think it's like terrible but it's just like not good either. So um I, I I think worse than that is I don't like the way the game feels to play. The mm. um the the movement, it's like you have to ramp up or down into any movement you make. It's just it feels very like jerky, herky jerky. And then that plus no FOV slider in the game. Which it's fucking 2023. Put an FOV slider in your PC game. 
Uh, yeah, that was actually making me feel discomfort. Not nauseous necessarily, but definitely uncomfortable. Just this very narrow view with this herky-jerky movement. And I've heard some a, people like I gotta the get combat. a John check on this. Is that... Sure. Are sure. you having a similar experience, or is this just one of Flask's flask, Flaskisms? What? Wait, you want my checkup on the game? No, um, no, on specifically, like, FOV and movement, how's that, how that's feeling? Oh, I have zero problem with the movement. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it at all. I mean, I, I guess I press shift and dash a lot, but I, I don't know, I just do that in all games. Uh, as far as the FOV goes, I'm not the person to ask. I don't think I have ever touched an FOV slider in any game ever. <laughs> I um, also have not. And, and, and obviously, I know there is a difference. Like, if I see somebody do it, like, right in front of me, I can tell like, tell before and after. But, like, I don't know, I, I, I play on Alex's computer a lot, and he likes to get it really wide. I can't tell any difference. I don't know. I, I literally can't tell a difference. I know that some people... Not even some people, a lot of people, I guess. Um, they say they feel maybe like motion sickness if it's too like zoomed in, or I guess maybe like Atomic Hearts is, and and that does suck. So I was right, it's twenty twenty three. Like put an FOV slider on. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm the wrong person to ask about that. It don't matter to me. For me, it's always been a lot of games that don't have an FOV option or that have the FOV fairly narrow, like seventies or something like that. Um, in real life, you have more peripheral vision than that. So I tend to like to set it to something at least like 90 or 100. I don't like it too wide, but just enough that it's like what a real field of vision would be. And it's it's kind of one of those things where once you make that your um, default, you know, you, you set it to that FOV in most PC games you play, it's hard to go back. Uh, because you're getting that periphery. It feels right. It feels realistic. I believe um, that. So I, it bothers I, some people. It doesn't bother other people for sure. I've never adjusted an FOV slider, and it kind of hits me in the space of things where, like, it looks kind of weird when I do, so I always just revert back. And I don't know. I mean, this is not the right approach for a lot of things, but um, I kind of, like, have this thought in my brain, like, the FOV I'm given is probably good enough because why would they give me this default FOV? Like, there's a certain thing in the back of my mind where I feel like there's, like, a design intent around some of the default configuration, including that. You know what I mean? I could... I understand that, yeah. It's like, um, uh, I don't know, dumb example, but it's like how when The Wire came to DVD, or Blu-ray maybe, and they up upscaled things a little bit, so that you could see more in each shot and how that kind of ruined some of the shots because they didn't want you to see more. They wanted you to focus on this tight little shot with all the collars and everything, very intentional. And when you brought it out to the broader landscape around it, it kind of ruins the vibe of the shot. I'm not saying that FOV sliders are bad, but just on a high level vibe, I also level don't vibe, think that's, that's the at. same thing because like, you're in a game world and you can look to your left and right. It's just about that's how fair. wide your vision is. And I do understand that viewpoint, but to me, it's like just a matter of, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it, like the spatial, um, yeah, I don't even know, I don't, I don't even have the words to describe it, but there's, it's just like matching your vision. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, like, I can totally understand and not bothering some people, but 
not having it as an option definitely does bother some people like me who's sure. just like it feels restrictive it feels narrow should, not just not just restrictive, but definitely an option narrow yeah and yeah the combat like some some of the people i've def i've definitely heard um either don't mind the combat at all or or um are enjoying the combat and i can understand that too because once i was like in it i was like okay i like i get the combat but it did not feel smooth to me um again everything felt very like you have to sort of uh ramp into and out of actions um so it might it might be a, a taste thing mm-hmm. and also um i think there's like upgrades for movement and combat and stuff that you can unlock so that might get better as you the further you progress through the game might get more uh well you might get more options for that also uh no manual saves which isn't, you know, the end of the world. It's just like, <laughs> well, why are we still that's doing that? That's why true, right? I mean, there are save stations. No, I mean, by manual saves, I mean, like, pressing the pause button and hitting save game the menu. Oh, well, it's, that's like saving. I don't know. It's a little different, right? Because, I mean, you are manually saving if you go to a save station. I know what you're saying, but I guess Yeah, but not, when, guess. when people in video game terms talk about manual saving, that's what they mean. They mean going to the menu really? and... Yeah, yeah. Generally, I never heard that term used like that. Okay, I mean, you are literally manually pressing a button to save on the save stations, but they are at intervals throughout the world. They're not. You can't choose on your own, you know, volition to save whenever you want. You can't save in the pause menu. I get it. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, I mean, do you want me to talk about my experience with the game, or do you want to... Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you had more. Um, yeah, like I said, two hours in, yeah, I don't know, I kind of I kind of want to watch you play, because I feel like we're having different experiences. I think I, I think the gameplay is not good. I wouldn't, like, tell anyone... I wouldn't buy this game. I wouldn't tell anyone to buy it so far. I don't know, I think it's on par with Bioshock. I didn't think Bioshock would say good either. <laughs> um, I think it's serviceable. I think it's well. I think you're playing Bioshock. I don't know. You're playing more for the atmosphere and the story than you are the mm. the um, the gameplay. And I think the same thing is here. Uh, so I think the gameplay is serviceable. I, I, I kind of want to watch you play because I'm not. I really don't understand what you mean by like ramping up into into actions. Um, I, like every movement you make, your character has to like start up walking. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I use the dash to get around, but I just have not experienced that like one percent. I mean, because I just start with the dash, and maybe that starts my momentum. But I don't know. I don't think I've had that problem. Um, Granted, what, 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 oh, good. No, just when I was moving around in more like dynamic areas that require a, a bit of platforming, then you're using the sort of jump dashing combos to to get around. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm and definitely dashing. also in combat. You're always yeah, exactly. You're always dashing. I mean, even outside, I'm. Always, I mean, that's just me though. I guess is like a play style. Okay. I'm always. I don't really want to run. But anyways, what I think the game. I guess we disagree or not disagree, but I think I I hate it more than you do. Um, the writing and specifically not the, the overall writing because I think that most of the characters are so far have been fine or really all of the characters except um, the main character is this just like weird insufferable i don't know if it's like uh like a caricature of of it's almost like a duke nukem like he's just it's like they wanted to go for that yeah 
Yeah, but like maybe like Duke Nukem Light, but not totally light. It's just he's very obnoxious. He always says like, I don't know. I can't exactly put my finger on like what I. I don't know the developer of the game. Obviously, you know it's like a a, a Russian centric game. Like right. it, it's like the real like dialogue. Does it make better sense in Russian? And then <laughs> like know. the American guy reading it just didn't get the context because like sometimes it's just like the reaction of the guy talking just makes no sense for the context of like what's being said or sometimes he'll just like like you got this little like uh robot that lives in your hand and that's how you do all the powers and his name's charles and your guy just fucking hates him for like he'll ask him a question like hey charles give me the info on this and then like he'll be like oh yes this is so and so and then like three-fourths of the way through charles dialogue the guy would be like will you just shut the fuck up already I'm tired of you interrupting me. And you're like, what do you asked him? Like the information. And it's just, yeah, it keeps going like that. Uh, and, and they saw how much I mean, everyone you're, you're, loved the opening of Doom. And they were clearly like, wow. painting it in like a negative light. So it's probably not even fair for me to say this, but it almost sounds like try hard, right? Mm, I think it goes beyond that. Um, or like, I don't know. Try hard, but like they, they didn't get it. Like I said, it sounds like like when Duke Nukem, whatever, was it 2010 came out and people were like, this is stupid. Except for it's like 13 years later and they're still doing it. Uh, but luckily, I mean, I don't think, I mean, so far, uh, not that there's been that much dialogue with the characters, um, but it seems to be relegated to the main character. Uh, well, that's not true. There's one other thing I ran into that was like, that's a weird decision, but it did not bother me that much. I was I watching Alex play. Yeah, sex crazed like refrigerator, and I was like, "It's kind of strange." It's the upgrade. Legend. Oh yeah, uh, machine. Yeah. Oh. I was watching Alex play, and he had a character say something like, "Hey, don't get don't get up in my grill like that." And we kind of had a moment where we're like, "This is like Soviet. This is like a weird pre-war nineteen like fifty. Yeah. Like, do they even have grills? What is a grill in this society?" Actually, when is the game set? Because it like they reference 1950s uh, events, but it's clearly some time beyond that, and it's obviously the technology is different. We're in like an old history. I don't history. think it's very much like beyond that thing? because in the beginning of the game, when you're doing kind of the walking area, um, there's like um, I don't know what you call it, like a memorial like wall, and you can read through different passages, and it starts in 1943. And that that's like oh science or Russian scientists first discovered you know polymer whatever the fuck the thing is in the game, um, yeah. and then you go along the wall and the last one is 1953. So I don't think it can be much more after that, which doesn't make sense. I mean, I playing the game. Yeah, I, I thought originally I was like oh, I, actually I thought it was even in the future because like the station you're on is like station like like 26 or like 3678 or something. Yeah, I, I thought we were in the future, but as far as they I know, so it's just some alternate. Yeah, it's just some alternate timeline, like 50s, I think. Huh. Um, or at least that's the latest timeline that I've seen in the, the computer, yeah. you know, whatever's. That whole opening Actually, I don't know, I'm almost section. positive. Because, nah, yeah, because they talk about launching the, the polymer thing, and it's like, we're doing it on June 11th, 1950. I'm pretty sure it is four or three or something. Um, all right. They have you do like 30 minutes of exposition walking at the beginning of the game. And they're clearly going for like one of those other, you like know, immersive FPS, like a Bioshock, uh, like particularly reminded me of Bioshock Infinite's big yeah, yeah. section. Yep, yep, yep. 
hundred percent. Um, but it's just the atmosphere is just like oppressive. I don't know. It's in some way, and it, and you go up like up an elevator and then down an elevator. I don't know. It just feels too long. They like they just messed up the pacing. It did. Um, I did feel a little too long. Like I was playing it. I was like, man, not that I ever plan on doing it, but like if there's like a new game plus or I want to do a second playthrough, like there's got to be an option to skip this and just start where the game be. starts because. I don't want to walk through this. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I thought for the most part, it was a little long. I thought for the most part, it was a fine walkthrough. And I really like the, you know, just the design of everything. I don't know the, I'm not an yeah. art guy or a design guy, but like this, I don't know, Russian, I don't know, like art deco kind of look or whatever. I don't know if that's the right term. Uh, but yeah, I, I really I like all that took stuff. took a lot of inspiration from like their research into Soviet era artistic uh, design and like, I don't know, architecture and yeah. propaganda uh, even. <clears throat> Real quick, uh, the game takes place in 1955. Five, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Jeez. Obviously an alternate reality timeline, yeah. whatever, but yeah. So they just had this super advanced explosion of technologies. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll but, be honest um, with you, John. Yeah. I already uninstalled the game oh, shit. Uh, like yesterday because I just was not enjoying it. I liked the world, I guess, but everything else about it was just leaving me not bad, just leaving me cold. You know what I mean? It's just like not doing anything for me. The the writing, the characters, the story, uh, the combat, the movement. I just no. I was like, I get it. It's just not doing anything for me. Yeah, I could totally feel it. Like I said before, like if this was just on Steam, I wouldn't have got it. And I don't think I. I mean, unless you, I don't know. Unless I really knew your taste and think you would like this game, I, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody, but it's on Game Pass. And also, you know, all we've been doing is playing Red Dead, so I needed yeah. something to break that up. I'll probably I would have thought I would like it, though, because I, I, I love the Bioshock series. I, I love Immersive Sims. Hmm. Yeah, well, and I guess real, real quick, I, the, I don't know. Like you said, this the systems are all just okay. The combat's fine. I was just about to talk about like the looting. The looting okay. is... Like, whatever, you, you literally hold F and look at stuff, and then, like, a, a little beam comes out of your hand and sucks up all this stuff, and it's like, I don't even know what I'm getting, I don't know if this shit, I mean, I know what it does now, but it's, I don't know, it's very uninspired, just like, hey, we gotta put loot in the game, put loot in the game. I think I if they had left that. out crafting entirely, and upgrading and stuff like that, that would have immediately bumped the game up in, in esteem and my I kind of agree. I think maybe at certain points, yeah, you would have got like, oh, here's a new ability. That would have been fine. Yeah, but I don't think they needed a whole upgrade bench and stuff like that. I, I do agree. Most games, what I heard, uh, like the crafting system, and I'm, I think, unique in, in thinking this maybe, but crafting, I feel like, can be taken out of almost every fucking game and it would make, be a better of, game. Most not, of them, yeah. Not literally every game. Some genres, like, you need it or whatever, but. Yeah. Well, what yeah, I heard was that during the development games. of this game, like the the people who were making the decisions just kept wanting to add things, features that they thought should be in their mass, like their masterpiece. And so that's I imagine why a lot of the stuff is the way it is because they just were told, like the the actual developers were told, add this, add a crafting system, <laughs> add an upgrade system. And All that's right. probably where, like, the fucking Marvel tier dialogue and shit comes from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, this is hot right now. We got to make it sound like Oh, it's this. not Marvel tier. It's, like, worse, dude. I'm telling you. It's like Marvel tier agree. if they tried to do Deadpool, I guess. Oh, God. 
It's just like, yeah, like I said, it's Duke Nukem. It's just like weird, edgy stuff. I, I don't know. I, it's just not recorded very well either. Recorded very well, as in you think that like the the inflection is off or what? Well, I definitely do for well that, and it's just like some of the. I, I just think like some of the lines are mixed wrong, like or they just don't make sense. Like <laughs> Charles will say something, and then like your guy will respond, but it seems like it was the thing your guy was supposed to say before Charles said that. Like it, just, some of the lines they just don't add up. You're like, what? Like they shouldn't have said oh, it like that. And I, I don't see, know if like, it's just like some weird audio bugs that like, I'm getting, but it's like that. Didn't I, make I know sense. what you're saying. It's like. It's like the guy has a leading question and Charles is supposed to answer it, but you hear Charles answer and then your guy asks the leading question and you're like, what, did you not just fucking hear him say that? Like, I, I know what you're saying. Kind of like, yeah, yeah, like that, except for, but he's like rude and sometimes it's not always him being rational and just be like, shut up, prick. And then Charles <laughs> will say something and be like, oh, that's why he said shut up, prick. All right. Alex I did said also. This. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I did also notice a lot of the subtitles just being wrong. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. You know, it happens in games, but it's another thing. And then also, um, a lot of lines would just be cut off by me playing the game. Like, I'd be doing stuff, and their conversation would just stop because I entered a new conversation. God, I, a new I thing. hate when that happens. Yeah. What game was I playing? Was, was it, might have even been Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't Guardians think so. had that problem. Okay, maybe they, it was Guardians. Too, but like, so much dialogue that was I wanted to hear, but it did just it was so much. Yeah, dude, so people would start constant. talking, and I would be like, "God, do I just need to stand here and listen because I'm so Basically. afraid of like, yeah." Uh, I was gonna say maybe a good ending bit, um, maybe a spoiler warning. There's no reason why it has to be a spoiler warning. Alex said this within the first like okay. hour of playing the game. But his take is that the big plot twist of the game is that you're going to find out that you're, you're a secretly robot. a robot. Yeah. Huh. I mean, that, that was my guess immediately, too. Uh, I, and, and there's nothing that, it like, immediately, I guess, sets that off. It's just that, like, I know this game's trying to be Bioshock, but there is going to be a twist. And like, Well, early on, you can talk to a, like, an older model robot in a booth who's like, we're right on the cusp of... Uh, robots like me being indistinguishable from humans, and your guy goes like, "That creeps me out. I wouldn't want that." Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I mean, so it sound like I could see that subtle with it at all. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't want that either. But yeah, I'm 100% <laughs> expecting that too. Also, yeah. I've fallen like 40. Well, I've fallen like 10 to 20 stories like three times and been fine. Oh, you just reminded me. The one major bug I encountered, I was coming out of one of those um, polymer goo tunnels that you can swim through. Um, yeah. And a robot ran up to me, an enemy robot, and like grappled me. You know how they can grapple you and you have to press a button to escape the grapple? I actually um, haven't had that happen yet. Oh, okay. They can do that. Oh. Um, just happens randomly. So he randomly did that to me. And before I could even press the button to escape that... Um, I was like partially still in the goo tunnel and my character fell out of world. And I, at first I didn't know what was happening. It was just dark. I was in the void and then I fell beneath the, the map and I looked up and it's one of those things where I could see the entire map splayed out because I'm now beneath it falling. And the waypoint of my next marker is just ticking up with the number of Infinity. meters I am away from it. It it made it to a. I waited. I waited it out. I didn't reset. Made it to about ten thousand meters or so, and then my guy went, Ugh! 
and hit some kind of final uh, floor to the world on his side and no buttons registered. Nothing would do anything. Finally, I had to just like reset the game. <laughs> so I that's the one in- major bug I encountered. Yeah, I ran into definitely not as bad as that. It was the first time you use your um, electricity power to open up like a door. I uh, like went past the door and then I got killed by a robot and then like the auto save, which I didn't even think there was all saves are terrible by the way too. Maybe it's because I'm playing it in hard mode. Like if I don't do like the hard save in the room, I can basically just forget it like helping me out or giving me a yeah. checkpoint. Very, very rare. And the one time, like I said, the one time I did do it, which I'm going to say now, so I use the electricity. I opened the door. I went past there. I got my ass whooped by a robot. And then the game loaded me like in with the area with the door I just opened, but like up into the ceiling where I was just stuck. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so well, you fine. went up. I went down. You went up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I had to, I, and I tried reloading that auto save again. It was the same thing. So I had to reload a manual save that I have learned to do very often. So it was only like a minute yeah. before. I didn't even really rebugged, but yeah. Yeah, I have I've ran into one too that would have fucked me over. That's why I just want you know the saves that you can do from the menu because like agreed. There's there's I mean it's it's just an annoyance when you have to get reset to lose minutes of progress or oh even they're harsh not, like your yeah, I, yeah. Before I learned that the checkpoints were like that, I was playing and I was kind of going slow, like watching something on the other monitor. I was like scavenging stuff and then. At least like 20 minutes went by. And then, yeah, random robot. I'm playing on the hardest mode. Well, there's only three. I'm playing on hard. Robot mm-hmm. beat my ass. And I was like, ah, oh, it's all right. I'll probably just start in like the room outside. Nah, dude. I was like a half hour back at the manual or the, the, the save machine. And I was like, you fucker. Yeah. I've also said some or heard some people say that they enjoyed the game more once they started an easy run because <laughs> they didn't like the combat. So they just did it on easy and were like, you know what? It's okay. fine. It's fine. There's stuff to like about the game. <laughs> I can see that. I, I got no hate against an easy mode, but like, if a, if I hear about a game that I got to bump it down to easy in order to have the most fun, I'm almost certainly not going to play it. Oh uh, yeah, it might say something about the game. Yeah, that is Atomic Heart. Play at your own risk. Yeah. Uh, okay. Atomic Heart Flash. Is that all you had? Yeah. All right, John. What else have you got? Uh, so I've been playing Atomic Heart, been playing Red Dead, and then on the side side, I have a Secret Life playing, you know, I always want to call it the Harry Potter game, that's not what it's called, called Hogwarts Legacy. Right, um, even though it takes place in the past. Or wait, that's the legacy. You are, yeah, Harry Potter is the legacy. the legacy. That is the legacy, you right. fucking idiot. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and I've been digging it, I'm kind of playing this game in a semi-unique way. I actually don't even have uh, my... I shouldn't tell you guys <clears> this. PlayStation is not here right now. What? What? Um, what? So I, I really... I mean, it's, I, I, I had been eyeballing this game. Um, and I thought it looked cool, but the only reason I actually bought it is because my mom is a a huge Harry Potter a fan. A pothead. Yeah, like she read the books. I've never read any of the books. I don't know how she got onto the books. But, you know, <laughs> you know, as a kid, she would buy the books, or as when I was a kid, you know, she would buy the books, like, as they were coming out. I, I have For no idea her. how she got into them. She must have just heard it on the news. I'm like, okay, cool. Because me or Alex have never read them. Um, That's funny. Yeah. But she's, she's always been a huge fan. She's gone to, like, the Universal Studios, like, the Potter World, and she loves all the movies, and she's got, like, all the memorabilia. Wow, she is a big fan. Big fan. 
Um, so and she, yeah, she plays this fucking like iPad game. Uh, I mean, they've got like a Harry Potter like uh, mobile. Oh, game. you've mentioned that before. Hogwarts yeah. Mystery. I'm not exactly. I'll have to ask which one it is. But she's been playing it for actually years, and they like Jeez. slow roll like every like month. They'll add like a new chapter to the game, and it's one of those things where she has a certain number of actions each day, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and she hates that. Um, but anyways, big Harry Potter fan, so I bought it, and we started playing it. And well, actually, I bought it first, and I played it a bunch so that when we played it, I would be able to know how to do things because I know that mm-hmm. my mom would would just because I'm letting her play. She has the remote. She's she's walking around and she's you know shooting the beams and stuff, and I'm just sitting there adding suggestions. I'm living this, and she doesn't know I'm playing this other game. I'm living this double life, right? And oh. uh, playing one game and then going into the other, and being like, hmm. I wonder if we should do this. That's funny. Uh, it wasn't really that hard because I played like once um, like by myself for like a couple hours and that has gotten me well look my mom's like in her like 50s and play video games so when she is playing yeah it takes her a little longer to do things than it would me. I, I have a I have a good lead uh, but I but I'm enjoying the game um, quite a bit in in both playthroughs uh that's good to hear. I don't know. Do I start with the good or the bad first? What do you guys want? I want to know how it feels to explore the world because that's the selling point of the game. All right. Yeah. Then yeah. From from uh, exploring the castle standpoint, I'd probably say the game is is like a ten out of ten. Um, you know, I myself am just like walking through here, and I don't really yeah, recognize. That's as a non. Harry Potter guy, like me and Flask are both. Well, yeah. well, hold on though, but I'm, but I'm saying this as a person is like as I'm walking through here, and my mom is playing. Every five to ten seconds, she's saying, "Oh, that's so and so from the book," or "Oh, I seen that in my <laughs> game," or "Oh, that's that hallway." So I mean, she's like naming all these things that are you know maybe only mentioned right. in the book like once, but they like put that's them really in the cool. game. So I mean, as far as I can't a hundred percent tell, but as far as I you know can get from the reaction of my mom, it is a pretty faithful recreation with just like a ton of little easter eggs and little nods and stuff that right that people that know this stuff would would love um i mean just some small examples i, I mean obviously you you would think it would be like this but just the the different houses um you know when you and you get sorted into one you have like a little living area and they're all just i mean i don't know how they describe them in the books but they're all just so unique and like they're exactly like you think they would be like a you know, in our game, don't laugh. We're uh, we're on Hufflepuff. Oh my! Um, I would never <laughs> laugh. Oh my god! And it, well, first of all, if you pick Gryffindor or Slytherin, you're like a, a joke. It's like picking uh, Goku if you're playing Dragon Ball Fighters. It's like <laughs> cool or Mario or something, right? Shit, so I, you, need, I need to change my fighters team. Yeah. So you got you got a uh, Ravenclaw or you got Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw cool. You're smart, but Hufflepuff has a badger, and I feel like that's. It's underestimated, you know. But anyway, Hufflepuff like will joke. kill you with their bare hands. I always right. like the joke that the Hufflepuff are really good at finding things. <laughs> well, that's from so, some some Harry Potter joke thing. Maybe the the Harry Potter musical. Maybe that's funny. But yeah, so like their little uh, whatever barracks. I don't know what you call it. House room. Um, yeah, you know, you get in th- through like a secret entrance by knocking on like this uh, beer flask in the basement. And then you go in there, and it's perfectly themed. It's like a, it's kind of like narrow, almost like tunnels of wood. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's just like that. There's, I mean, there's flavoring all throughout the game. The Hufflepuff uh, common room is near the kitchens. It is actually. Uh, there's when you walk out. There's a painting. Everybody knows and, that, John. Well, I didn't know this. There's a painting <laughs> outside of their room, and I guess if you touch the pear, it goes into the the kitchen, and you right can do that. Where the right, elves right are slaving away. Exactly. Literally, yeah. You can do that. You touch it, and you but, go in there, and all the elves are it. working in the kitchen. They That's look pretty funny. happy. Um, so yeah, as far as flavor goes, I think this is like a Harry Potter person's dream. Um, and even I won't be all over the place on this, but even I, I think the game is made. I don't know about first, but definitely in mind with people who are Harry Potter people. Oh, and I'm sure. Not necessarily video game people because, uh, and it's not the first game to do this, but it has other games. You know, it has a easy, um, medium, and hard, but it also has a story mode. Um, mm-hmm. That's what my mom was playing on, and it just seems extremely friendly to people. You know, it, I, I'm not even sure if she can die. I've never actually watched her do combat. But Your mom is playing as a oh, she can die on the easiest difficulty. I mean, come on, dog. Avada <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, even I'm falling asleep right now. Now on the nah, gaming I'm, I'm side, I'm, I'm, I'm strictly like and you're playing on the hardest difficulty as a as a Raven call or a Slytherin, right? Uh, I actually also did Hufflepuff, but I am playing on the hardest difficulty. Okay, okay, fair um, enough. I think I picked mine first, and then like I didn't want to influence her decision when she was doing her playthrough, so she just happened to also pick a Hufflepuff. Well, I'm sure that like she. I mean, in her phone game, she's like self-sorted herself. So well, she's a Slytherin in her phone game. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> so much for hard work and loyalty. <laughs> uh, sorry, and uh, I don't want to distract you from your thought, but we keep talking about it, and I, I have to know what what is the sorting mechanism? Like, do you answer like a personality test or something? Uh, there's like, like two like short questions he asks you. Okay. Uh, there's like two or three like you know, what's important to you or like what do you want and then after that you can just pick whatever house you like you can say this is the suggested one or you can pick whatever you want yeah you it's like the the fallout goat test or whatever it's called yeah, yeah exactly I, I got you um, gameplay wise as a gamer I do think the game and like I said I think that this will be more appealing to to maybe like Harry Potter fans um, and non-gamers but the game is it's fucking it's a slow start very slow roll into your spells. Um, I mean, 10 plus hours in, it was still introducing, like, I didn't even got my broom yet. It was still introducing, like, major mechanics. Mm-hmm. And it, maybe some people like that. It keeps you engaged. But I'm more of a person, like, give me all the shit up front, and then I will dabble in them as I go on and get you. Because you don't want to, like, spend a lot of time, like, doing side stuff when you know you might need that thing the game just hasn't given you yet. Well, 100%. This is one of the things. Like, you don't no, learn. Like, there's a, there are things that are, like, locked. Like, there's locked chests, and you need the Elohomora spell. Um, like I said, I didn't get it to, like, um, actually 10-plus hours John, in, and it's, like, John, I'm running past. It's Elohomora? All right. Well, that's why you're the wizard. No, I'm not. All right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I get what you yeah. mean. You're, you're, you're 10 hours in. And you're yeah, yeah I've scoped out yeah. so many areas where I'm like, oh, I got to go back there in the chest. Um, but, but yeah, it's still it's still good fun. I mean, there's I don't know. There's, if if you like Harry Potter, there's just so much there. There's you got all the dang spells you could want. Um, you know, they throw in characters. Uh, you know, I've met like a Weasley, and um, I guess this is actually canon. The the um, what are the, the headmaster is a is a black. Um, yeah, 
like Sirius Black's family. Mm. Uh, so it's his, I forget what it is. I think it's Regulus or whatever in the game. But he, he is the headmaster. So it's like, that's the first time I was like, oh, he was actually the headmaster in like the, the books or the, the lore or whatever. <laughs> There's just tons of stuff like that. So, I mean, if you like Harry Potter um, and the world and, and you just care about that and nothing else outside of it in the real world, then, then yeah, this is like a great game. I don't know why you wouldn't play it. I'm really curious. I do want to play it. Uh, this is like a stupid nerdy point, but like, I'm really curious to find out how the game resolves the fact that you're going to become incredibly powerful throughout the rest of your game, and also you're not remembered in lore. Like, I hope the answer is the game just doesn't care about that, but I won't be, I guess what I'm saying is, like I said, it's a dumb point, but like, I wonder if there's going to be another shoe that drops near the end where like, your character like disappears to another world or like, you know, is gone Mass oblivion. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it is, well, like, 200 years before Harry Potter, so, I mean, there's plenty of time. I thought it was, like, 100 years. Get... Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, I think it's in the 1800s. Huh. Yeah. I, I guess mean, I thought it was, I guess I thought it was, like, late, like, 1890s, like, exactly 100 years before, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, may, yeah, maybe it is then, but it's it's still, I don't know, it's pretty darn early. Pretty, pretty um, darn early. Yeah, maybe they can get forgotten. Yeah, the, 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 the hook is that you are coming in there as a fifth year. Um, and yeah, there, obviously there's something special about you. Harry, did I ever tell you the story of a nondescript student 200 years ago? Yes, they were who male killed or female. hundreds of goblins. <laughs> just oh, slaughtered of goblins. them. They were that's male the or female. Part, they right? may have been a Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, <laughs> Slytherin, or Gryffindor. I don't remember. No uh, one does. Th there's a little bit of that, like, um... I forget what the term is, but yeah, I'm like a student, right? And I'm playing a good guy, but I'll go out there in combat, and you do kill these people. Make no fuss yeah. about it. It's not like, oh, I knocked that wizard out. I fucking killed that guy. And sometimes he says like, oh, this is what you get. He says some really like borderline evil <laughs> stuff, like, you'll never do evil again. Serves you right. Like, just stuff like that. And I'm like, all right. All right so Are you, you have, like, using uh, the killing curse? You can unlock that it's, if you want to be a dark wizard. I have you cannot not, wait. I have not put points into that. But, you know, your guy is special, so you have access to what they call ancient magic. Basically, it's just your super meter. You do enough combos, it drops blue orbs, you fill up the meter, press L1 and R1, and it's like a super attack. But, like, the super attack, I mean, there's a few different variations. Sometimes you just turn him into a chicken, and it's, ho <laughs> he's a chicken. Sometimes you, like, fucking implode them like they like they like beams of light shoot out of them and then they just explode into dust and just like that guy's dead i killed him yeah i mean if they explode into dust like or like yeah, i'll shoot yeah. like a giant lightning bolt down and they'll just if, like i said they evaporate i mean i so feel that, like that's he killed hundreds and hundreds of people Harry. <laughs> Dude, people uh i mean dark wizards obviously not white wizards of course yeah. creatures um, the, the major enemy or the story in the game is there's kind of like a goblin rebellion. Goblins. Right. I mean, I, I'll I kill feel like all, that's dude. canonically sound because I feel like the wizarding world, the undercurrent of the wizarding world is that it's hardcore and very willing to kill. Because as 100%. late as the as late as the 1930s or whatever it is in the Fantastic Beasts movie, they're willing to execute people without trial for like breaking the masquerade a little bit. <laughs> They're willing right, to just yeah, it squares execute up, people yeah. in the uh, most painful way possible. 
I'll execute anybody. I don't care in that game. But yeah, so the, the dark arts are, uh, and like I said, this is something that, well, and again, like 10 plus hours in, you unlock talent points and you can put oh talent points God. in different things. And one of the categories is the dark arts. And yeah, you can, uh, you know, learn Crucio and, and Vada Kedava and what, you know. Can but you I'm bring your friends that. along with you onto the dark side, like in Knights of the Republic? I don't think so. There, there are. If, if that there was are a cool some, feature in that game. There are some companions, and there are companion quests. Once again, I haven't gotten too far in it. I don't think I've met all the companions okay. yet. Uh, yeah. Fi- final word. Uh, yes, yeah, so my mom. She's she's borrowing it right now, actually. Um, and she she actually called me while we were doing this. She's gonna call her back. <laughs> uh, but uh, she she talked to me yesterday, and she did like the. Um, there's like four dungeons um, in the game, and I don't know if that leads to like the end or maybe like the midpoint or something. But she did one of them, and she called me, and she's like, "I'm never doing a dungeon like that again." I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, "It took me like two hours to get through there, and I got oh stuck God. in this puzzle for like uh, 20 minutes, and then the boss, I almost, I was like, yeah, that you played a video game. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that was what a video game is.' She's like, "No, no, no, I like no, to no, walk no. around. You can do that stuff." A video game is when I'm playing as my character and I'm not fighting anything and I'm just talking and I'm like, that's pretty, at the world. That's pretty much it. But I, 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 like I said, I don't know the power of story mode, but I played it on hard and like, I, I was questioning, I was like, man, I don't know if she's going to be able to do this. But mm-hmm. she did. And I was very surprised and pleasantly surprised. So she's, she's digging it. She's making her way through. Cool. I thought I was playing Wizard Thing, not Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> no, that sounds great. I mean, I... I'm glad that game seems like it's kind of like a home run success. I, I remember as far back as the um, um, the I was first leak, leak about it. You remember about remember that when it was just like this weird, like uh, yeah. little video from a game test or from like a game tester maybe or like a focus test, something like that. Well, I mean, and even we were, far after that, only a couple months ago, right? We were talking shit about Avalanche and how their games were yeah. attacking the power of Juju. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and I mean, it's not perfect, uh, but I mean, I, I would give it. Man, I don't want to give it a number score, but I'll give it two thumbs straight up. Wow! Wow! Well, that bags makes me excited quick. to play it. Bags. Uh, ba- you know what? And, and additional bags because well, I have this on the PS5. It is on the PC, and it already seems to be pretty darn moddable. And one of the ones that I've seen is that, you know, as you know, in Harry Potter and, and Hogwarts, you know, all the pictures are, are moving pictures. Um, apparently, it's very easy oh. to just replace all of the moving pictures with, like, different oh, gifts. Yeah. So it's just I fucking madness. <laughs> yep. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, replacing the wand with a gun. Uh, very popular model. <laughs> oh. Is uh, Peeves uh, in the game? Legacy. What's that? Is Peeves in the game? Peeves the is ghost. in the game. I had not heard of Peeves before, but he is. Nearly headless Nick. I don't know if I've seen him yet. Maybe he, when did he die? I don't know if he died yet. I, I he would be he dead by this point. Oh, he's ago. probably in there then. He's but the yeah, House Gryffindor ghost. Peeves shows up all. Well, see, I'm not in House Gryffindor, so maybe that's why I don't right. see him as much. Uh, yeah, Peeves will when you're randomly walking around the castle. He's kind of like a. Well, like a random event, like he'll just be fucking with somebody and you can just kind of watch him. Actually, he was involved in a mission too. I didn't know who the freak was. I keep asking my mom, why don't they just kill him? 
He's a poltergeist. <laughs> well, yeah, but like he's one a, of the exercise him, you know. I think the canon explanation is like she tells me they have like a deal or something or something. Like yeah, that. that they have some sort of agreement where he will also like keep an eye out and defend the castle if need be, stuff like that. Like he's actually he's on their side technically, you know. He's like kind of fuck with the students. Yeah, I don't like him. Right, he's their troll, you know. Yeah, but he's out <laughs> there though. He's out there, and he's not in any of the movies. Nope. No. no. Originally, he was gonna be, I think, but then they yeah, scrapped that. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, with the way my mom talked about him, it seems like he's just a recurring character in the books. Not it's like, like a, a main big, character, big but character. you know, a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Hogwarts actually Harry Potter legacy. All right. Uh, anything else, Sean? No, I think I covered it. Well, we took a look at the news, and it seems like yeah, it's kind of a snooze fest in the last week. There's stuff happening. Um, nothing we feel that impassioned about. So we're going to let you listeners go early. Um, but that doesn't mean that next class isn't going to be three hours long. Well, so don't get used to it. In fact, we might have to go like an extra six or something like that. What is their <laughs> homework? Uh, their homework is to play two hours of Atomic Heart and then uninstall. They can reinstall <laughs> it after that, but I want them to uninstall it and then reflect. And when they've come to the thesis statement of their first two hours, either in support of John or perhaps Flask, send us an email. I feel like we weren't too far off on our... I think we agreed on a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not I, even I, sure I'm going to finish it. I will play it more, but no promises. You know, guys, I'm kind of just trying to do an ad right now. No promises. You don't got to pick apart the ad. Um, that's okay. No, no, keep doing your thing. Keep, 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 yeah, keep, keep going. going. Anyway, we'll be back next week. I Holy. think Vito's going to Italy. Um, you know, come back next week to get your update on, I almost said the server name again, Red M. <laughs> <laughs> uh, find out more as Flash continues playing Atomic Hot. And let's see what else John cut, cooks up with. Are you a robot in Atomic Heart? Maybe. It seems like maybe. Totally. It's the only path. Well, that's what you What's got it? inside your chest is the title of the game. We haven't done this bit Did I just in a blow while. your fucking minds? I think he did. We haven't done this bit in a while, but I'm going to give the last word of the episode to the King of Keely himself, John. Yeah, all right. Um, in Harry Potter... They got this game um, where you have like marbles uh, and you like roll them or something. And then if you lose, they like shit on you. And I just thought that was pretty cool. What do you mean shit on you? Like like talk shit or like actually defecate? No, they just they just shit on you. They just they just take a big shit. Yeah, that, that is that is cool, man. 